the the only reason I know about Waffle House is because <laughs> we shot RVD two in Atlanta, in Georgia, and so so yeah, yeah. and so at the crack of dawn. We'd been we've been you know shooting all night and and Dude, you know working up a sweat House, and stuff like that. Waffle House is the only thing open. The only thing it that was the Waffle best. House would do in L.A. <laughs> is it would replace Taco Bell yes. and Del Taco as when you're drunk place yeah. to eat. If you bear in mind, we currently have Denny's and we don't use that. Well, it's something I do. Well, we do use Denny. Den- Denny's is a little too highfalutin I for know. that kind of thing. That's what it is. It's America's we diner. We also had an IHOP, yeah. but the IHOP we we would kind of go. IHOP. I feel like walking. I, I, I eat an IHOP yeah. one time a year every year for the last four years. It's always been the same the day. Free. Uh, no, it's no. been uh, January first of every year because the night before I will have been at my friend Holden's house in Indiana, and he lives across the street from an IHOP. Uh. So we'll all wake up. And, like, my makeup will be smudged and my dress will be, like, hiking up. You know that feeling? <laughs> Your shirt's misbuttoned. Yeah. Like a, if you ever want to see bound in electrical tape. Anyway, and I'll show up at uh, the IHOP and order, like, a, a good, like, yard of pancakes. Like, a, you know, something no, like yeah. that's got the big blueberry and cream thing where they just sure. took whipped cream, like a can of it, and a box of the blueberries, put them into a bowl, tossed, and then just poured it over my, like, leaning tower of pancakes. Yeah. And then I'll eat all of that and I'll feel good about myself for the rest of the year. Yeah. There if you, you ever want to see the absolute crust of humanity, <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> go to a, go the, to the, the upper crust or the lower crust. The lower was uh, left over. Go to the uh, Waffle House in Daytona Beach on ISB <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning. Oh. That is humanity's best and brightest, right there. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket scientists, all okay. Yeah. Now the people, the people who, I you know. When, when you're at a Waffle House and like that's your hangout and stuff, that's <laughs> yeah. that's something that's, else. That's a different. Yeah. That's a different. Uh, yeah, class. What you but, reading uh, but for? It's, it's delish disgusting. That's what it is. <laughs> delish disgusting. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's do an episode here. Okay. Talky talk talk. There we go. I'm just gonna. I've been rolling. I, I was rolling on the Waffle House. Uh, okay. You never know. It might be the show. That might be the episode. Uh. Okay. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. This week we're talking about why you just shouldn't move to Hollywood. Go away. Anyway, <laughs> my, my name is always T. Christie. Uh, dejectedly, Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Uh, disdainfully, Michael Dorkman Scott. Meh. Happily, Trey Stokes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so we're indefatigably. Indefatigably. <laughs> are we all uh, unemployed at the moment? I think we are technically right? like I no un or under. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, In whole, any case, the whole crowd. Uh, we're all freelancers here today. Like I just uh, yeah, exactly freelancers is the nice way of saying. Unemployed. I just got out of uh, my last gig that I've had for a long ass time, and I'm really excited to be out of it. Ryan did too. My last gig sucked. His last gig was at Stargate. Um, our mutual friend Ryan, not someone in the room. Oh, yeah, Ryan yeah, Weaver, yeah. going to be talking about someone who's but not every, here. But it seems like everyone uh-huh, we know these can't days... can defend himself. I mean, Seth is in the room. It seems like everyone we know these days is putting together a reel and, like, papering the town again. Uh, or at least papering the town with no modifier. And um, we thought we might talk about that because... Well, that's, that's just the way it works yeah, in this industry. I, you know, I've been a freelancer since I moved out here five years ago, and that thankfully hasn't been a dry spell, really. There's been periods where I wasn't employed, but I was able to float. I've never actually hit rock bottom and had to start giving like hand jobs out at the car wash. Had to. Well, I never had to. <laughs> I never had to. That's good money. I never yeah. had to. It was the weekend Crystal Skull came out. I was really depressed. <laughs> it was my birthday. Make it sound like a chore. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> anyway. So, uh, how's the job search going, Brian? Need a different reel. Uh, <laughs> what are you looking to get hired to do at this point? What What is your like? No one. No one on the diff world. Knows exactly what it is you do. You're like Barney, you're like Barney Stinson. <laughs> yeah, he's the Chandler. Bing. He's Chandler. It's like, please come on. Well, I don't know what the hell I do. So yeah. that's that how might do you be afford your, your important Skyrise apartment in New York City? Uh, well, I'm still. I'm thankfully I'm still fine off of the money I saved from my last gig, uh, which I had for a while. Uh, not nearly as long as you did, but uh, in 
in terms of how long I normally have uh, gigs, it was a very long <laughs> the time. The longest relationship of your life? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Uh, pretty close. Um, uh, so I'm still floating off that. I My thing, if you want to get soulful about it, was I... Even though I was finally working on a project that I... Because prior to this, I had mostly worked on absolute crap. And hey. <laughs> I, he said mostly. That was adorable. <laughs> I'm so glad that just happened. <laughs> I did say mostly. I'm allowed to say that, <laughs> not you. Uh, I did what's, say mostly. What's fucked up is he wasn't thinking of Moby Dick when he said mostly. He's like, oh, good, I said mostly. <laughs> no, I was thinking of Moby Dick. Uh, oh, okay. No, you but, weren't. You were thinking of something else. Uh, but Moby Dick was still fun, even though it was crap. It was still yeah. fun to work on. Not fun to watch, but fun to make. Yes, exactly. Um, and But then there was other Asylum stuff that, uh, post that that was not nearly as much fun to make. Um, but regardless, uh, most of the stuff I've worked on has been crap and has been... I've been working on it in a non-creative capacity. I usually work below the line. Uh, this time, though, I was finally working on something that... I knew it was going to be fucking amazing, and I know it's going to be amazing, and when it comes out, you're going to go, that was fucking amazing. Um, but I was still working below the line, and I had been steadily climbing, and finally started to work my way up, and then this was kind of a one step forward, two steps back sort of situation. Um, but it was a situation where, even though I was finally working on something that I was going to like, that I knew was good, I was still fairly miserable. Um, Maybe you're just miserable always. You should have kept the job. That's... <laughs> That Welcome is also Hollywood, that is also state. actually a distinct possibility uh, that I'm <laughs> currently considering. I'm Busting cancer, of, 2012. I'm weighing <laughs> a lot of options. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're going to be miserable, you might as well choose the miserable option that gives you free time. Brian, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's, it's Brian. Look, I'm just saying we're all going to get hit by a bus or get cancer. Quint Penninger. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's his positive note. <laughs> yes, that was my boiling it down for simplicity's yes. sake. Uh, so anyway, the long and short of it was, I was I realized I wasn't doing. I'm very much a big picture guy, or at least I like to think I am. And in terms of like what I was doing for any kind of big picture, I wasn't didn't feel like I was doing uh, a lot. So I need to do something that a allows me to be creative and challenges me on uh, some kind of intellectual creative level, and also that I feel makes some kind of difference towards the big picture as I see it. So your personal big picture, or like the world. Yes, the world. Okay. Just curious. Um, I was so, like, you're, I, I, I was, I was just curious if you meant like career, big picture, like the thing you're aiming for, or like. Well, I don't picture, feel like there's picture. a there's a harmony between those two at the ah, moment, gotcha. and so that's kind of the issue. Is, okay. Yeah, it's like okay, if I if I work on this crap for the next twenty years, ninety nine percent of it is going to suck, and every now and then I'll get this this black swan event, so if I get to work <laughs> on this amazing thing, um, but that's I don't. I don't even here on this Black Swan event. I don't really f- consider myself fulfilled or satisfied, so I think I really need to reevaluate that at this point. So that's what I'm doing at the moment. Dorkman, what's up? <laughs> um, yeah, I just got. I've I've never I've never worked on a project more than like a few months. Yeah, which is just how it is. Yeah, you know. Um, uh, generally speaking, and I've never been at. I've I've very rarely been at a place for more than one project because usually mm-hmm. they ramp up and then they scale back down. So, um, been doing that for a while, and then finally, I was at a place. Um, 
end of last year through the beginning of this year where I was working on 3D conversions. And the last project I worked on was Avengers, which is the first project in five years that I've gotten a credit on, <laughs> even <laughs> though I totally bailed on them in Crunch Week. I still can't believe <laughs> that they that they rewarded me. I left literally the last week before delivery. Yeah, and I already got, submitted the credits list. Yeah, I, I Why? Got, I got well because I had another uh, job offer. Ryan, Someone prettier called. Offer. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I went over there. I'm like, by the way, he sorry. is in there in the what is it? 3D conversion block. He's yeah. the last name. I'm the last bottom name, so right it's, name. It's easy to find it's me. Not even alphabetical. Because Michael Scott under stereo D. Blah, 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 Michael Scott. So I'm curious I to see if I'll get it. the credit on the. I really, really doubt I will, mm-hmm. but uh, we'll see. But. Um, so there was that, and then I I immediately went over and worked at Stargate with Ryan on the uh, Beauty and the Beast pilot, which I can say uh, I don't think it's an NDA because first of all I never signed an NDA that I can recall, and secondly, um, they put up on their like Vimeo page we just did this, so I'm like I'm pretty sure I can say that <laughs> I worked yeah. on that, um, but uh, yeah, so I did that and. Um, for me, it was a, a kind of a, a big picture but personal thing in terms yeah. of career that it was like visual effects is not what I really want to do. Yeah. I mean, it never really has been. I always wanted to be, like it's you said, the rent payer. creative side. Yeah. It's the rent. Well, at first it was just I want to make movies and I really like sci-fi and fantasy. And I don't at the time, you know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, whenever it was, I'm like, I don't know anyone who can do it. Yeah. But apparently computers can. So I'm going <laughs> and to I have one of and those. I have one. <laughs> so I'm going to find out how my computer can do this and do it just so I can do it on stuff. And I was actually re- I, like I only started working professionally like four or five years ago because I was like, I do not want to be a visual effects artist. I do not want that that career path. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, because then you're just the writer, not the horse. Exactly. Exactly. And so. But but I finally did because I'm like I need a job and this is the only skill I have uh, that that I can immediately. <laughs> and this is the leverage. only town on the planet I'm even hireable. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I'll take it. Shit. And then and then I I went from one job to another and and you know made pretty good money and stuff like that. But I finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, I can keep telling myself, well, I should just take this job to make some money so that I can afford to take time off. But then I'm like, I I can afford it. Yeah, I can afford it. I've got to the point where I can afford it because, and not like I'm, I, I have a ton of money in the bank, but I don't live very large. <laughs> so it's like I can afford to take some time off and focus on what I really want to do, which is writing with a goal towards ultimately making films, producing, directing, producing, and directing and yeah. stuff like that. At the very least, you know, I, I would rather start the ball rolling on writing so that it's like, okay, even if I'm not making this film, I'd like to have scripts and sell them. So then that's where the money is coming from that I don't have to take another job and I can continue focusing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, at the same time, I am teaching myself new visual effects tricks <laughs> and stuff like that because it's like, all right, well, when this Plan money B. runs out, I have to you know, be able to jump back into it. But f- for the time being, I am fortunate enough to be in a position where I can take advantage of that. Trey, what's up? Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually uh, more's going on right now in, in terms of um, weirdly enough I, I I've been uh, given a tentative offer we're still in the discussion phases of um, visual effects supervising a, a low budget movie which right now is really a really really attractive idea because I, I've read the because I haven't done one in a while and I have I read the script and it's like <laughs> the visual effects load as written and we have to have these conversations but the visual effects load as written is really pretty light they just need someone to like not you know screw it up 
Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, make sure the elements get shot properly and all that. <clears throat> and it's a <clears throat> you know low budget movie beyond location. And uh, right now I've got like that sounds fun. <laughs> I wonder if they'll pay me anything for that. That sounds good. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you can totally get paid for, to- for making movies. Totally get sometimes. paid for that. Uh, so, yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. So, so, so having <laughs> the so, dream, the dream. So well, but the sad part is, of course, having having spent five years, I'm going to be a writer and director, and you know, not do visual effects anymore. <laughs> I'm like, eh, maybe I'll do some visual effects because the writing directing um, didn't pay off as well, um, which is still ongoing. But you know, boy, you really have to dig in and be prepared to. Yeah, it's Hofstetter's law. Every Everything will take longer than you expect, yeah. even, even if you take, you take into account, account Hofstetter's law. Exactly. <laughs> that, one of the things that actually is, it's that's it, it's taken a while to sort of get to this point, but uh, as, I'm talking to Brian as, on the way over here, uh, is that one of the things that I did, not planning to, but uh, ultimately had to, was was if I was going to pursue this course, I had to kind of downsize my life because I'd worked my way up and in, into VFX where I was pretty pretty well paid for the jobs I did. And uh, then sh- transitioned over to being an independent writer director, in which I am not paid at all for any jobs I do so far. Um, I, uh, I therefore had to uh, downsize my life, and now I have my life as uh, I'm probably, I probably live cheaper than anyone in this room. I, you know, I, I, I don't think I, I think I lived more expensively when I was a college student than I am than I do <laughs> right now. Um, and and I'm I'm learning to really like that. I'm really learning really the minimalism of that, and the you know the the necessary like I only I only need to make this much per month now. I mean that's a ridiculously low number, low number, and it's fantastic. Nine dollars exactly. <laughs> and I've had months like that, and uh, and I like that, and I, I especially like the idea of like and now if I hit it, if I ever hit with anything that's even remotely resembles real money. I can retire. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. I'm done now. Look, I, I, I can live to be 178 with the money I have now, the, the life I'm living. So, um, so it's actually, it's actually, you know, and, and things are inching forward with all these projects as always, but man, it takes a long time. Um, yeah. It only takes a long time when it doesn't, it doesn't take a long time. The one time it doesn't when you, you know, but that, and that's why that story is what you read about. But yeah. most of us are just like, just trying to get it going. Just trying well, to get that thing happening. There's the old Hollywood saying of it takes about 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's true. That's true. Except for the, those few 22 year olds. Yeah. Fuck those people yeah. who actually did become an overnight who, success. And they're the terrible people. They're the <laughs> awful people that you, you've, they're who, the Lindsay Lohans who buy Porsches and wrap them around trees because yeah. they don't know what the hell to do with and themselves. And who more often than not, their, their dad, their parents are Hollywood directors or casting agents or producers or whatever. And so that's what we keep telling ourselves. Well, I mean, most it's true. No, just be like Sophia Coppola and make a movie with your own bootstraps. Yeah, or uh, uh, Max Landis. <laughs> Did that sound too dark? I was kidding. <laughs> I like Lost in Translation. My I like Lost in Translation too. <laughs> yeah. I like Chronicle, but it's still like, oh, these these twenty two yeah, year old wonder kids. Struggling. Yeah, it's it's like, no, it's not. Most yeah. that's how the story gets packaged to you, but even the, below. But that's the also scenes. if if we're trying to make this episode as more of a, a broader hey, you thinking of moving to Hollywood, uh, it's it's important to accept most of us are never going to be even Sofia Coppola, right? Yeah. You know, it's like if 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 you've won the game, if you can make a living until you die, somehow or other in show business. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's um, what makes and, and in, you know you've 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 won with bonus points if you enjoyed whatever that was you were doing that you made a living at. Right. You know. Here's my whole thing. Um, Same as everywhere else in the world. I'm, I'm, I guess, luckily saddled with absolutely no desire to be a famous director. So all I have to do is get enough money to come home and big, make YouTube videos. Big time saver for you there. I know, yeah. right? It's just I, I, I like to come home and make stupid shit out of like playing cards, like make an X-Wing out of playing cards and write musicals and play Disney songs. And it's it's, you know, 
I have training as a visual effects artist. I have a history as a visual effects artist. And as long as I can keep getting jobs doing that, the easier the better. Like, I'm not... Uh, I make this distinction so that I can invert it here in a second. I'm not one of the visual effects artists who, you know, get so good and then, you know, they want to go to ILM like you do. I make that so I can say, like, I don't. Like, I have no intention of doing that. So, at this point, I'm literally, like, office spacing my way through Hollywood my whole, my whole, <laughs> and just thing, coming home and having a good time. I mean, my whole thing in visual effects, like I said, I didn't want to be a visual effects artist. I, I was saying, if I get to the point in my career where I'm at ILM, I have failed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I am a failure in in what I want to do, not a success. For from from my perspective, there are people who want to get there, but right. it's like that's not where I want to be. I mean, Which, I mean, that, that it would be an honor and you know all of that, but it's like I don't. That's not what I want because that means I've put in so much effort into <laughs> that career path that I didn't mean Oops, to do. Oops, I got really good at the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got into visual effects almost on accident. Uh, ah! I know. Oh, mm-hmm. what? You oh, said right. on accident. Oh, by accident. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, my bad. You didn't do it by purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but going through high school, people always say, so where are you going to college? And that might... The true answer at the time, I don't know how often I said this, was, I ain't. I'm not going to fucking college. Fuck you. Because who uh, needs it? Am I right? Right. Um, <laughs> ain't me. And, um, <laughs> For snobs. <laughs> and uh, at one point I had heard, I think from the fan films were from Hanel, uh, there's this place called the Dave School in Florida, and they teach you how to do effects better. And I was doing effects for fun at the time, so I said, oh, I'm going to go to the, you know, Florida and go to the Dave School and I do effects. I would literally just say that to get out of the conversation. But then I graduated <laughs> from high school a year and a half early, and I was like, um... I told everyone I was going to go to Florida, but now my, I told my parents that too. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. So then I took and I know, signed up just to save face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I took all Kinda my stuck with it. I now. took all my balloon twisting money and went to Florida and went to the Dave School and then I had a good time and I worked not only on the school projects but also like on because a, a Dave School day is five hours and then every day five hours but then you know that's the rest of the day you can do whatever but there's two classes going on on any given day there's one from like. I don't know, like, what is it, 7 to noon, and the other one's from, like, 5 to 10. So I would go, I was in the morning class, I would stay through the five hours in the middle and work on, like, Return of Pink 5 or something else, and then I would audit the class at night. So I was getting, like, 15 hours of day of school a day for a year. And by the time I got out of it, I had a reel that was really cool, and I got a job in Hollywood, and then I moved to Hollywood, and this brings us to the present. Like, <laughs> that was five years ago, yeah. and since then it's just been, like... Nothing to report, really. It's like, yeah. it's that, you know, it's that old feeling people always talk about it where it's like, one day people are going to notice that I'm faking this. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I get to come home and... Five-year plateau. So far, so good. Make really stupid shit like YouTube song covers, and that's my sort of plan. And then when this stops working, then, and only then, by which I mean Checks Watch, like, next year, uh, I'm going to, like, you know, move to Boise and make shelves or something i have no idea I, you know that's becoming like you used to say like the story you just told you you would just tell people you were going to the dave school and then you got to the point where you kind of had to you've said the shelf thing so many times <laughs> that i think you're gonna end up boxing yourself oh, shit. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so when uh when's the shelf thing oh happen? crap yeah. i told everyone i was gonna go make shelves <laughs> I already, where's I already, teague he's I, already in Boise. Bu- I hear he's very happy i've already now. bought you a good luck with the shelf business <laughs> card and i'm just waiting <laughs> to give it to you <laughs> yeah don't move to hollywood don't so be what? so shelfish it says it's a it's on hallmark it's adorable i was so amazed that it's, I found got, one. it's got a little clam on it and he's making a funny dreamworks face yeah <laughs> yeah but uh i guess we are talking about freelancing and why you shouldn't move to hollywood are we serious 
Like, has, you know, the Depression it's, doesn't really hit Hollywood the same way as it hits, like, a coal town or something like that. But, it's tough to get jobs, though. It is it is tough to find work. I'm having more trouble this year than I ever have before. Mm-hmm. Like, I would have expected if I was going to have trouble, it would have been right when I moved out here. But I had no problems for a long time. And only now is it like, I'm not getting replies as quickly as I would like to. Right. But then again, you know, I'm the guy who just said, fuck this shit. So I have no room to complain about it. <laughs> hard, to, uh, hard to find work we let off with. I don't know. I, to yeah, be honest, I'm not I looking that hard. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, still not looking I just, that hard. I, right I got a call out of the blue going, hey, we might want you to visual effects supervise a low budget movie. I'm like, oh, sweet, cool. All right, fine, whatever. But yeah, a lot of stuff is moving. Oh, as someone just pointed out, uh, Frank just pointed out in the the chat, a lot of stuff is moving away from L.A. Yeah, um, it's moving to Canada or New yeah. Orleans or Bangalore. I mean, they're yeah. looking at ways to bring it back to make L.A. more film-friendly and stuff like that. That hasn't happened yet, but maybe it will, and uh, things will pick back up. But, a, lot uh, of the, a, lot of the, a lot of the outsourcing has, has also failed, though. I mean, you know, yeah. Sony had its division in New Mexico or whatever, and they closed that down, and the, some of those overseas divisions are closing down. Some of the Vancouver operations are closing down, you know, again, because the business keeps changing and, and shifting. And, you know, there's the, the myth, and there was some talk about this recently uh, in VFX circles the past couple of weeks, the myth of it was Peter Berg and his, co- his comment oh. about Battleship, like, well, you know, the place to be is ILM because that's where all the money goes. And it's like, well, that's because what they do is really expensive. Yeah. You know, it's not like they're going there like lighting cigars at, you know, with hundred dollar bills at ILM. It's, have you seen your movie, Peter? You you asked for some expensive shit. Yeah, and I and I use that term advisedly, but uh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> in my know, professional capacity. Yeah, that was some expensive shit, and the the but the the stuff costs money. Again, the, there's this. For, for people not in the business, there's a, this disconnect of, well, visual effects is magical, and you just press the button on the computer, and where, where's all the money going? It's like, it's going to invent that computer that you just press the button on, and the software that happens when you press the button. It's it's still tremendously expensive racket. It's not a gold mine by any means. It just costs a lot of money in the same way that aerospace costs a lot of money but doesn't necessarily make you a lot of profit at the yeah. end. No, yeah. you, you know, yeah, NASA's budget is... Like what, a billion dollars or something? Uh, no, it's more than that, but it's one half yeah. of one percent of the federal budget. Well, right, yeah. yes, yeah. but but billions of dollars, no one there is rich. <laughs> yeah, okay. To, to make things that go into space, yeah. I mean, this is there, an expensive thing. There's actually an old airline joke. How do you make the Durkos? How do you make a small fortune in the airline industry? You start out with a large fortune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, good. I like that. So my so the, but what I'm getting at is is that uh, you know that's. The industry is is scrambling all the time and, you know, trying and and it impacts in all kinds of different ways in terms of wages that they're offering to freelance people and the number and the hours they're expecting to work and resisting the unionization and and all that. And that's all standard business. It's not, you know, just visual effects that's dealing with that and the outsourcing issues and all that sort of stuff. Um, There's also from from my perspective, though, the more there's a there's a parallel flow that's going a different direction that's when I was when I was your age you know didn't exist and that's that there's a lot more visual effects going on in television now than there yeah. was um, visual effects for a movie and it brings us back to Ryan who you know has been making steady work and winning winning Emmys for seven years doing effects for television but now wants to do features which I'm like why <laughs> all the time I was like scrambling for a living in features I was like if I could only get a steady gig on a television show that would be so great um, but I can see how you can get tired of that and sick of that like oh I gotta gotta roll to this guy's hair why don't they cut this guy's hair for fuck's sake I roll to his hair every week um, at least you know can you slick it down you know, you can get sick of that year in and year out. I guess that can happen too. But the grass is always greener. But there's yeah, yeah. But there's so much. There's so much more 
I, I don't know the numbers, but it seems to me like, you know, as, as movie, as movie production, visual effects movies are of course as huge as ever, bigger than ever, but television visual effects is something that virtually didn't exist when I was starting out because television couldn't afford visual effects like we define it. And now every television show in existence has visual effects going on. Like and, crazy. and it's, there's, there's <coughs> been this shift where, I mean, just in general, television didn't used to be a respectable place to do anything. If you were yeah. an actor in television, <laughs> if you, you know, it was yeah. like, yeah, it was yeah. like working on porn. It was like yeah. you looked at as if you had worked on porn if you were a television person trying to get into the movie industry. But now, you know, it, it's it's pretty well regarded. A lot of shows are very respected. And, and the... If you want to do something, visual if, as we've said, can be very respectable. As we've said in other other episodes, television is. If you want to work on something challenging or or interesting or or you know something that's that might be dramatically more more valid, television is more likely where you should be. Yeah. Um, now that being said, if you work at a facility, you're at the mercy of whatever jobs that facility gets, just as you are if you work at a movie. Yeah. Facility. Um, you know we just. At Tippett Studio, it was like, I'm working on Starship Troopers. This is fantastic. What are we doing next? My favorite Martian. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And, and, and admittedly, I had a lot of fun doing my favorite Martian. I, I was a visual effects supervisor. It was a great gig. But, uh, you know, the end product, uh, not necessarily something I was, you know, proud of having been part of. And then, and then after that, you know, I, I only was with the company that long, but after that, they've done a range of projects. Um, some of which are highly prestigious and, and some of which are kind of like, yeah, we did that because we had to keep the doors open. You, so even, if you work for a facility, you know, you're going to have to do whatever comes across your desk, whether it's a movie or a television series. Even, and even, well, that's anywhere. Even ILM. Yeah, they yeah. do. They do Star Wars, but they also do Battleship. But they also I, do good movies. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they did Revenge of the Sith, but they also do. I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. I've seen some movies where I have actually been stunned to see ILM's name in the credits. Just because, like, I know better, but I'm still like, wow, this yeah. movie got ILM? <laughs> I mean, the the effects were good, so I'm like, okay, I'm not surprised on that level. I'm just surprised. Why did ILM <laughs> say yes? Yeah. 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 ILM, you, you must... ILM, at least as an institution, if we're thinking of ILM as a person, must be set for life at this point. <laughs> no, but they're, but they're no, not. No. They're not. <laughs> so they need to take the, the bread and butter stuff. Those, those like computers got to get upgraded every year, just yeah. like everybody yeah. else's. Hey, thanks, Frank. <laughs> What D D D or who? Uh, I don't want to talk about D D. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. The in, the, in the in the chat, Frank says now VFX are so common on cable, even History Channel. Love life after people. Thanks, bro. Yeah. See? Seriously, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I worked on that show. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, fucked up. That you know the thing about doing visual effects on. Well, they do visual effects on on reality shows. Yeah. Oh yeah. They'll, they'll paint I, out I have, boom I, mics and all I, sorts of stuff. I have done visual effects on reality shows. That's part of why I didn't like my previous job as much as I've liked <laughs> other jobs. And the other reason is what validates me as a visual effects artist is getting to do the effect right. You know, so you can say, cool, I nailed it. That feels good. It's like, level, it's like beating a level in a game or something. It's like, I, uh. I, I had that idea for an effect. I got it to look right. It looks good. I'm done. And you have that opportunity only in a few projects. Generally, you, you just don't have the time to do that. Uh, and that seems to be more true the lower budget TV side of things you go, and I don't know how it is on you know Star Trek the motion picture or something like that, but I would imagine you have at least a little bit more time, or you're a smaller part of the machine, so you have more time to yourself just to focus on this one thing. Whereas on a TV show like some of the stuff I've worked on, I'm like the only guy on it. I'm not as good at everything, and additionally, I don't have time to even really focus on the one thing I'm good at. So the whole shot just kind of is like 
well, it's done. I didn't nail it, and it's just sort of like this impotent feeling, like fuck. But and you just keep doing those. If, over I, and over if again. I had, if I had six more hours, I could have. Sure. Although, <laughs> it's, although it's funny because we're at this, we're at the point where it's like you see something like Game of Thrones isn't a good example because because HBO does their own thing but but you know network big primetime shows have really great visual effects sometimes but then there's other things like uh, you know on on discovery or stuff that maybe because you know it was one guy who had like an hour and a half to do half the show or whatever oh, but yeah. and, and and yet there's there's the impulse where it's like wow tv effects are getting really great and stuff like that but then you see something like that and you're totally willing to just be like well it's tv <laughs> yeah i know but it's no fun to be the guy like for instance on one um on one show I was working on for one of the educational networks, which m- much of the content of the show was bullshit, so that's heartening. But on one of the shows I worked on, uh, there was a you were creating all assets. You were creating a shot from scratch, like from absolute scratch, uh, and it was budgeted such that basically I had uh, a week to do what might have been like a ten-second-long shot of something really, really elaborate. Um, I'm trying to think of an example I could give that isn't too leading. I guess I'm not going to really throw him under the bus. It's just, uh, imagine something fucking really elaborate. Like, build an entire building, and the shot is that building, and you're rotating around it, seeing all the angles in the inside, and it falls apart in a huge collapse of rubble and everything. Like, building implosion-level detail shit. You have a week. What do I have? What are my assets? Five days? (laughs) Oh, okay. And the computer. And then you start, (laughs) and then you just, as fast as you can. You have a keyboard and a mouse. (laughs) In every, in every, in every single day, you work as fast, like, literally, you go, okay, and you just start, like, like, basically, you're running, building a model of a building, and then you're running to texture a model, and then you're running to break it up into a good part, and then you're running to get the sim right, and then you're running to get, and then you get the camera right, and then, only then, can you start breaking out into passes, so you're going to comp the 400 layers of smoke and dust and shit, and you have a week. Yeah. And at the end of the week, the shot looks good. The shot doesn't look photoreal. The shot doesn't look great, but it looks good. And that's what they needed. That's all they needed. And your job was to give them what they needed, but then you're sitting there going, if I had two weeks, this would yeah. have been... Because you know the people at home watching it are like, eh, you think they could do better than that. It's like, listen, pal. <laughs> well, that's, um, that, I know the guy, he can't. Well, that's how it is for the, for the poor guys at the asylum. asylum yeah. yeah, it's... Those those guys, I I really feel bad. I feel bad for those guys because they are by and large good at what they do, and they work incredibly quickly to make the best that they can. If they had two yeah. more hours, they'd have twice as much time. Exactly. Yeah. It's like you, you go. I only had a week to do that shot. The asylum visual effects department is like three shots a day. Is what your yeah. your, your load is. But uh, so, so I because asylum special effects particularly get shit on. And I feel bad yeah. for those guys because they do excellent work for the constraints. No, that yeah. they're I was, under. you have to be super awesome it's, it's to like, do it. Yeah, imagine, yeah. imagine if they didn't, if they weren't good at it. Yeah, yeah. I, be seeing. I actually at I, I passed by the asylum booth at Comic Con, which we're I, talk I meant about to later. go by there. I didn't get a chance to. And they have some Bigfoot movie coming yeah. out. Yeah. I was really impressed by the effects <laughs> in the big, yeah, yeah. Bigfoot movie. Well, I mean, it's a, not that's a sci-fi channel movie, so that's like a million dollar budget. Okay, that's not, that's okay. not one of their regular okay things. I was They're I was two hundred thousand dollar babies. I mean, it was still you know obviously a little bit wonky, but there were some bits that I was like, I can't believe that there's a shot of that level yeah. <laughs> in this movie. But I just saw the um uh, from what you were talking about, I just finally saw the South Park documentary Six Days to Air. Yeah, oh, I, and I was I keep meaning to watch that too. And I was sitting there going. I kind of know what that feels like. Not at the level that they do because they've got to like, you know, they're sitting there and they haven't come up with anything, you know, with literally six days to air. They're making it all up as they go along. But um, the the experience of, like you said, 
not just not just you only have a week, but working on TV, you know, I did some some episodes of Smallville and stuff like that. It's like this literally goes on the air Thursday at eight. It's Monday morning. Go. And it's like, yep. fu- and and you're there till like Thursday morning. You worked through the night on Wednesday, and you're there Thursday morning. And it's like, oh my god, like like the clock is ticking. There's n- nothing you can do about it. You can't push it or anything. Not to mention the story meeting for your next shot is the day before this shot is done. Right. So you have a three hour conversation about ten minutes of which applies to you. It's just it's it's fucking nuts. And that's and that's to get a good looking result with one guy in a week. Like I can't even ima- like that's not even. That's not a bad job for me in my history. Like, there's been way better jobs, but that's not one of the bad ones. The bad ones are the ones where it's like the company doesn't even care. Yeah. Like, it literally, you have, you know, 40 graphics to make this week, but the bar is on the floor. Oh, cool. This will foster great creativity, and I'll have many <laughs> things for my reel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, awesome. I'm so excited. Exactly. And that's sort of where I start getting into the, that's where the- Existential crisis of it? No, not really. But no? the, the tearing of the incentive- to just make rent money with a job because the jobs that tend to be the really easy ones to just make rent money with are also ones that they sort of have a sucking effect on the other side of them where at this point you've basically just put a pause button on what you can show off that you've done yeah by taking the job where they'll take anything and that's a a, that was a problem i had in 3d conversion as well i'm like i can't put any of this on my reel like what do you you know so i spent like a year and a half on pause like you said that was that was also part of the incentive to be like maybe i'm going to take the time to do something else for a little while yeah we we say don't move to hollywood you should move to hollywood it's fine well you should move to hollywood if you can't imagine doing anything else yes exactly if if this conversation hasn't deterred you then i'm gonna make the the exception that's that's a uh, i think it's olivia it's either olivia or branna but yeah uh, what what if what if you couldn't be an actor yeah somebody somebody went up to let's say let's say it was branna uh, somebody went up to him and said, you know... The story goes I, by lo- farther longer than a brat. It's Olivier is the okay. version I heard. Um, goes up to him and says, you know, I, I really want to be an actor. And, and Olivier says, okay, well, if you don't succeed at that, what are you going to do instead? And if the person has an answer, then don't be an actor. Yeah. <laughs> because if you have your plan B, you will... It is so hard, you will utilize There's that plan anything B. else you'd rather be doing, save time. You could, you could be happy doing, save yourself the time and go do it now. Yeah. As opposed to trying to be in show business. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's but, but but that's also be, be again like uh, kind of like you were saying in terms of moving to Hollywood, move to Hollywood if you're okay with what Trey was saying, mm-hmm. which is getting to the level of making a living day in day out working in the movie industry. If you're if you absolutely have to become the next Spielberg, you know, <laughs> you, no, you're not going to. Yeah, yeah. Now that all said, um, I'm super happy. All the time, like this doesn't bother <laughs> yeah, me at it's all. It's really disturbing about you. This doesn't, quite frankly, none of this like weighs on me. But that might also be because I previously espoused a position to have no ambition and just get things done. Um, I never, there's, there's not an ache in me to do something, anything. I kind there's of kind envy of, that. Honestly, honestly, yes. And I have to say, I've, I've achieved that level too, but by living my entire life right. and now <laughs> just waiting to die. Um, <laughs> you know, I've, I've, you know, I've. I've I I I made a Beatles movie and I mixed it at Abbey Road. Fuck you, people! I what do you want from me? Exactly, <laughs> I, I did it. Seriously, when are you yeah. going to write your book? I I, or, I, or, I feel I'm doing an oral history via. via <laughs> I'm too lazy to write a book. Are you kidding me? But anyway, um, yeah, man. I mean, where do we go from here? We can I get up in the morning and I look out on you know I'm, I, I live on a boat for cheap and I get up in the morning and I go, this is pretty awesome. No. This morning I wonder, there's bikinis. Wonder what? Yeah, what 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 am I going to do today? 
Maybe I'll get some burgers. <laughs> Grill them on the boat. <laughs> then the sun will probably go down after that, and I can watch a movie on Netflix. Good day. Good day, everyone. Good job. Good game. Good Strong game. Work. Good game. Good game. <laughs> There's really, I don't know what else you need to do in life. Wasn't, isn't that evolutionarily, aren't we hardwired to go, that's, I'm, I'm good. Sunset, grill the burger, Netflix. That's, that's what this has all been about, mm-hmm. evolution, building to that point. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> see, yeah. the, pro- see the, problem do- is, the problem is I can probably get away with that because I'm not going to live that much longer. <laughs> yeah. You can't do that for 40 years. Yeah, yeah I don't bum. have the money to live yeah. that long. I can't, I, yeah. And, and I just, yeah, like my, my roommates have, have their jobs. They're not in the industry. They have their jobs and they, you know, they do them and then they come home and they just chill. And I'm like, I, how, how can you do uh, There's so much to do. Yeah. There's so much to do. Like in my mind, I always feel like I've got so much to do. So I, I like I said, I kind of envy the ability well, to just bear in mind. This doesn't, this doesn't yield nothing. This yields shit. Like I had a month off of work and made a musical kind of by accident, <laughs> not on by accident. Just, you know, I, I really like. I, I really like. I should just say accidentally. I'll <laughs> adverb it out from now on. Yeah. Uh, I I really like making things, and I always do. And they're never. They're always different shit. Like sometimes, like in my head, getting to nail a song cover is a making a thing, like creative ing, uh, or like I said, balloons or the fucking card X wing or a cool visual effect or a short film or something like that. I make shit. I just don't necessarily ever want to. Uh, it doesn't like this will lead to that. Will lead to that. Will lead to this. It's just more. My my default action is to be making something, but I don't care what I make, if that makes sense. Sure. I mean, I like it to have a certain kind of quality, and I work hard on them. But you know, I don't know. Shelves. Yeah. Shelves. <laughs> Shelves are the next thing. I think. <laughs> they're coming back, man. <laughs> they're coming back. Yeah. They're too for a comeback. You have to put all your computer hard drives on them. That's right. People, where aren't, your putting, movies are. people aren't putting books on shelves anymore because they don't have books anymore, but they're going to find something to put on shelves pretty soon. Cats. Cats. Cats on shelves. Cat shelves. By Teague. Babies on spikes. Cats on shelves. That's the new thing. Anyway. If you can see these trends coming. <laughs> X-Droid's like, oh, great. Diff is going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> Anyway, it's it's good that you guys are having it early though. So uh, <laughs> yeah, get it out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. So Tegan, Tegan and I are going to retire at the same time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just age wise, just thirty years apart. You can come hang out on my farm in Idaho. I'm I, gonna, I I'm, I'm going to be right on the lake. Okay. And well, uh, you know, it's so cheap to truck a boat overland, and fresh water is so much better for a boat than salt water. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's because it's, it's funny to me because. We've had that exact conversation. Like you already told me that. <laughs> yeah. There's just something about like this has been Trey's growth over the past year. It's like learning all this boat knowledge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> learning about it's, the, it's. I wouldn't it be though? Wouldn't fresh water be better for boats? It is. Yeah. It, it is. is oh, better if for you boats, sound like yeah. you were sarcastic. No. I'm no, like, oh, no. No. I'm saying no. He's, uh, he's saying he's serious making thing, pl- which is why it's oh, funny, dude. Uh, we're okay. making plans right now. No, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. You. You have to. You have to come through on it has to be near a lake though that's, that's oh, well, yeah, yeah, I was gonna... so we can build a dock hey and then Trey I can... bring the boat out here really where are you at 
Planes. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Trey's just sitting out in the back, yelling, going crazy with a shotgun yeah. on his boat in the yard. Yeah, yeah. Up, just on, like, up on blocks. Where's Trey? <laughs> he's out. He's out on his boat. Yeah, <laughs> like you're gonna be like the grandpa in Chitty Chitty Bang. Every so often, I start. <laughs> every so often, I start the engine. The propellers are turning. Get away from him. The, the boat's running. We're soon. We'll get an above ground pool, and then it'll be <laughs> yeah. all right. And then you can make, you can make you can make splashes at least. Yeah, too. <laughs> put water just, spray every now, with a hose. It's like, it's like check the wash, drink my coffee, look out the window. It's like time to go squirt Trey, and then he, he can. <laughs> yeah. I'm Time to, time to spray him down like he's a killer whale There'd traveling be a storm. across country. <laughs> just keep, just got to keep him. Just got to keep the moisture. <laughs> Get off my ocean. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but, but, the, I, but see, I, I, I share the same kind of sensibility. I, I, you know, as I enjoy, you know, making a thing and having it be on video and people liking it I, and I but I don't enjoy it when they don't like it and it's always a crapshoot whereas if I spend some time you know putting in a nice set of actually uh, I've got my eye on putting some shelves in the boat. What? Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you guys should talk. Exactly. We should totally talk. You know, it's like you put it, do a nice piece of woodwork and you put it in and you go, that's exactly the shelf unit I wanted and look at it and that's it fits great. right the, in. The stain is beautiful. That's what What better way to spend a week of your life than to, to do that? I, I can't think of anything. Not to mention, then you can put your cats on it. And then I can put my cats all over that thing. That's right. <laughs> so it'll be all set. See, I'm kind of, I'm taking some rock climbing classes right now. So it's kind of like a, it's a traveling thing for me. It's like if I'm in a new place. And so when I get to the top of the wall, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm, a, I'm fucking at the top of this fucking wall. That's, I made it to the top of this wall. Yeah. That's what I did. But I've yeah. done that. Yeah, exactly. What screws me up are those rock walls, you know, like the sort of prefab rock walls where it's just a big piece of plastic with handholds on it. But the ones that do that, but then curve backwards. Yeah. So you're climbing upside down. Yeah. yeah that's, nope. That's the next nope. class. Nope. Nope. Delay nope. Nope. That nope. Shit. Yep. I mean, you're going you're gonna to be wired up. Yeah. But not for what you're training for. <laughs> if you're doing that to train for really cool rock climbing where you're going upside down, I'll skip it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have that kind of ambition. Yeah, I don't need to. Well, I just. I just don't think I'm ever going to need to train to climb upside down. And if I was wrong, and one day I'll be like, shit, I should have taken that rock climbing class where I was supposed to be upside down because now I'm really fucked. I'm really fucked. Yeah, but I'll save the time on the off chance that I probably won't need to do that. I wish I'd learned the upside down part of this. <laughs> Why did I quit before upside down day? <laughs> should have realized. I should have listened to my dad. <laughs> Someone, someone points. Someone pointed out in the chat room. Also, um, if you want to like have a chance of surviving in this kind of lifestyle, so far we've all uh, more or less done this. Um, don't get married or have kids. Yeah, you can't. Mm. You can't. You can't live like this. You can't live like this if you get married or have kids. If you're responsible for any other humans' comfort or safety or well-being, yeah. then say hello to the cubicle because you know then. It's it's if you're going to be ruining someone else's life by making these cavalier <laughs> changes to your to your uh, to your employment, um, you know, suddenly it's like, well, we're not going to have health insurance anymore. It's like, oh, it's a whole different world. Yeah. I, I kind of have uh, right now. I have an OK beat on that because my girlfriend, her job uh, in the next year or two, she's going to work at one of several labs and she knows which ones they are. And only one of them is in L.A. And like one's in like Edinburgh and one's in like like Boulder. It's like, all right, well, I'm fucking psyched. When we need to bail, I can't wait to figure out what I'm going to do to make money. That'll be fun. He's, I'm not being sarcastic. It sounded sarcastic. <laughs> anyway, are we done here? Like, I can't think of anything else to really, like, this took a weird turn. <laughs> We're talking so about boats. It became and, all about life and, 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 and retiring. Tra- and Trey going nuts on a boat on blocks in a plane. <laughs> with like a little, in Idaho. It's like for, for Christmas, we get Trey like a, like a pirate's cap. Yeah. And he's just like running around in circles on the surface of the boat. Just, ah! <laughs> Avast. Shooting squirrels. Get out of here, merman. <laughs> With like a, a handle of gin. There's a, there's, a, there's a movie in that, I think. I, I think the ultimate point is 
fans, if you want us to be happy and to make cool things, you need to give us lots of money. You're not lots and lots. Although, if you listen closely, you'll know that nothing will make Brian happy. That's true. I I actually, it's interesting because I can't really speak to moving to Hollywood. I'm the one here who's from here. Yeah. Yeah. So unclean, unclean. I'm very uh, fucking carpetbagger. But I'm very, I'm very. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. I'm very fortunate that I happen to be born here into a fairly well-off family <laughs> and this is what I want to do so it's like I have it was really easy for me <laughs> this is really easy for me I even have like a safety net you know at this point at this point my parents are still alive and the whole thing if it all goes to shit I can move back home <laughs> and still be here <laughs> able to work yeah. on it you know so that's, it's like, that's actually a great benefit right there. yes like, oh I might have to give up and move home to what Sherman Oaks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you still you can still take meetings. Exactly. So <laughs> no, no matter what happens at this point, I mean, you know, once you know, ten, twenty years from now, when they're gone, it will be a different issue, and but hopefully, then you'll own the house so on my own right. feet by then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're, we're doing behind the curtain shit real, real quick. We're doing three episodes today. We did. We talked a little bit about the. Uh, the Colorado shooting, and now we're talking about this, and next we're talking about Comic-Con, and the chat, Frank's like, okay, so today, nihilism, career choices, now let's have the most solemn Comic-Con discussion ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we're going we're gonna to tear the tear, tear Comic-Con into asshole. Tear it Just down. wait. Yeah. I have fun stories involving Comic-Con's porn stars. Comic-Con's done, Tune man. In that one. Stick a fork in Comic-Con, we're through. Uh, you know, I never understood, I'll tell you this, though, I never understood, not to say that I don't understand them because they don't make sense, I just never quite got the incentive for someone... Uh, like the traditional film school archetype of go to film school, finish, graduate, have worked on something, either made or worked on something. So you have like a student film and then you go to Hollywood and then you start PAing, hope to get up to like a grip, hope to get up to like key grip, hope to get up to like what? Oh, you well, mean exactly on th- Wait, you if, mean exactly what I did? Yeah. yeah. If you come yeah. out, I'm sorry. If you yeah, come I out, don't understand it either. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be, no, let's be well, honest. Like, if well, you come well, out of film well, school stereotypically, you expect to get the directing job yeah. right away. So, know? well, what are you what are you getting at with the? Well, I just never under like I came out here with one specific job in mind, and I was already doing it. I never understood what Brian. Oh my God, my mic! <laughs> I never understood what Brian did. Like, wh- what would you say? <laughs> well, what I'm getting at is why Brian. I'm, I'm, <laughs> first of all, Brian, I'm justify not, your actions. I'm not claiming that it was yeah. the right. No, no, no. That, that, that what was I'm a smart is, move. People, we've we've covered this is what I'm reevaluating at the moment. We've covered some bases on this, but one we haven't covered is people who are listening to this who might still want to come. Well, but visual effects, visual effects isn't the movie industry. Visual well, effects is well, an no. office job. Well, yes, it is. So That's true. you know, it's like if you want to be in the movie industry. Then you do have to like apprentice and and be on a set. It's like you. There are people who've been in the visual effects industry for ten years, probably never set foot on a set, wouldn't know what to do if they were on a set. That's a that's a very <laughs> like diff- Andrew Stanton. Exactly. No. <laughs> as, as we know, yes, exactly. Ouch, so, dude. Yeah, well, Sorry. Hey, I think self, it's still no, too no. soon. Self, High five. Self confessed. <laughs> like, I pressed the like, like button on that. In the commentary of fucking John Carter, he says, "You know, I didn't know what an AD did. Well, then you weren't qualified to direct <laughs> if you didn't know what your assistant director was for. So there should be a boot camp or something." There's some really kind good. of training process you would think that they would get through uh, but um but it's like i i i don't think there there excuse me i don't think there is i don't think there should be <clears throat> a different way of getting into the movie business as opposed to the visual effects business which is not the movie not business. the same thing yeah. um because there is a whole world of being on a set that you know people need to know to not knock things over and do stupid things and, and cause trouble and you not know, walk in christian bale's eye line 
Exactly. We all, you know, all of us who, who you punch uh, your mother with that fist came, came from <laughs> all of us who came from that world. You know, it's like we all have that. Oh, God, it was so embarrassing the first time. I didn't know what to do when I did this. And it was you know, everyone. Oh, God, I was such a noob. Um, that's what it's like as opposed yeah. to, you know, getting a getting a white collar gig like uh, like being a visual effects artist is a very different kind of job. Yeah, I guess that explains it then. I don't get it because I don't get it. It's, well, a, it's not yeah. my thing. Yeah. Well, it's and to this day, I mean, you know, it's like I as as much as I I am the visual effects animation department supervisor on Starship Troopers, which was good and fun and and a huge learning experience. But I was miserable every day because I never set foot on the a set ever, and, and I was like, so as much as I spent a year and a half doing that, but then for My Favorite Martian, they said, do you want a visual effects supervise My Favorite Martian for Tippett? And I said, can I be on the fucking set? Is that what that means? And they're like, yes. And so I got to be on the set again, which was, that was the right world for me, as yeah. opposed to being stuck in the, stuck in in the, the office. Cubicle. You know? um, I, think, I think a lot of it is the fact that in, in the outside world, and I know I'm definitely um, a victim of this, there's a mindset of, you know, you start at the bottom, very hierarchical kind of uh, mindset. Start at the bottom and you work your way up. And there's a, a corporate ladder, or there's a, 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 a thar, there's a hierarchical ladder, and you work your way up step by step. And that's not really the way it works in Hollywood in any in any way, shape, or form. It's not really how it works anywhere anymore, but especially not in Hollywood. Um, so it's um, as as it worked then. Well, there's also the aspect of. Well, wait, of I'm sorry. Finish that. Yeah, how does it work? I, I didn't hear that it didn't work that way anymore. You mean in Hollywood or outside of Hollywood? In Hollywood, you said it doesn't work that way in Hollywood anymore. Well, no, where you start like as when you did start... it stop being that? What what do they do now? No, I'm saying like you there there might be a mindset of you start as the PA and then you work your way up through say the camera department or whatever and then you eventually work your way up to director. And yeah, that does happen. I mean, he will go through the the camera department and eventually become a DP and eventually, but it's it's most of the time it's not that you make something and then. It's catch it, and you convince somebody to let, give you the money to to make to something do the else. next one. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I don't think most of the time it's that. I think once the times you hear about are that the black swans are that. There's mm. you know, it's like everybody making movies right now, and all the hundreds of television episodes that are being made every week, they aren't internet flash in the pans making those things. There are people who work their way up for the industry. There's right, but it, but it's and, yeah. but yeah. it's not a, it's not a straight progression or at least it's not as straight a progression as some people think at least i feel like some on sub subconscious level i was thinking where it's like okay you're the second ac then you become the first ac and then you become the cameraman and then you become the dp and i'm saying that is how it works i don't know the world where it doesn't work like that you're saying there's a there's a hollywood where it doesn't work like that it's a, from my perspective i don't think it it, it feels exactly that way I, hmm. everyone i know is you know an ac hoping to be a, a, a cameraman <laughs> you know that's it's but but making that transition from being below the line to above the line, well, but but above the line is also a different world. Above the line is like right. It, uh, the this technical what, divisions. I mean, you start as a you know a grip and you work your way up to key grip, and you start as a gaffer and you work your way up to best boy. I mean, that's 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 all how it works. That's that's the only way it works. Okay, getting getting a, being a writer, director, producer is. It's a different ballgame. You don't start. I mean, you can start as a you can start as a PA and work your way up to that. Still to that to that point. Although you know, if you're starting now, you've got a ways to go. Um, it's a myth, but it's an un, it's it's a myth. It's not a myth, but it's rare, and it's unfortunately become what people believe is like I'm going to make that fucking YouTube video, and they're going to give yeah. me the next Avengers movie. And it's like, and what's really horrifying is sometimes that happens. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the worst possible thing. Uh, it's it's the most awful thing for the industry that that's true sometimes, but it's true point zero zero one percent of the time. 
Right. And everything else is, you know, people like Dorkman here has been, you know, working on whatever number script he's working on right now going, I don't know, is this one any good? Let's find out. And yeah, I'm not one of those YouTube assholes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't didn't seem to work out for no, you. No, it the, didn't, uh, actually. The, the YouTube fame. Hey, I got 10 million hits, too. Look yeah. at me yeah. being offered projects. Well, the, the, problem, the problem for me was that I wasn't ready to leverage that, which is why I'm focusing on writing scripts and stuff now. Huh? If RVD2 came out yesterday, what would you be doing today? Probably at least answering emails. <laughs> but well, and, like, if, if you had the opportunity now to have that in surge of attention again, what would you do with it? Well, I have... Uh, you said you weren't ready to leverage it. What would you do now? Well, not, but just in the sense that people are like, hey, what scripts do you have? And I was like, there. So, <laughs> like, now I have... You're like, wait, give me three months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that was that was kind of the issue. It was like I was not... Because, I mean, RVD2, that it was... Or in RVD1, it wasn't like we were... It, we weren't coming at it from the perspective of we're going to do this and then yeah. they're going to give us Avengers. We were like, we were just want to make it. You weren't ready for the lightning yeah. strike. You weren't planning for exactly. it. Exactly. It was yeah. like, we're just going to make thing. And then we got, you know, the lightning strike, like you said. And it's like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, well, give us some time and, and blah, blah, blah. So um, now I think I'd, we'd be at least more ready because we'd be able to sh- show, you know, well, here are some scripts at least as writing samples so we can get a job as opposed to everyone just kind of sitting around going, well, let us know. And then by that time, you know, the, yeah. the, the pan that flashed is already cold. So yeah. I hate flashy pans. Yeah. Trey, would you have done anything differently if Pink 5 happened yesterday? Um, if Pink 5 happened yesterday. Um, like, oh, shit, look at this. All right, I'm on top of it. <laughs> tweet, tweet. Now what? Well, it's it's true. It's a like Pink Five is is there. I think there are better, easier, more accessible ways to leverage it now than there was when Pink Five actually did have its moment. I'm not faulting you. I'm just yeah. No, I, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, it's See, it's hard. It's know. hard to say because so much my, my the so much of what I've done in the past ten years starts from Pink Five. I mean that's a that's a very clear sort of beginning point. So it's like. If 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 I hadn't just happened to have made that movie when I made it, um, I don't know what I would have been doing for the past ten years because literally everything stems from that. So so it's kind of like, I don't know where I'd be. I I I might be making shelves right now if I hadn't made Pink Five ten years ago, or I might be doing God knows what. I might be you know taking my second Oscar for visual effects supervising because that was the track I was on. But then I was like, I'm going to try being a writer. I'm, I'm sick of being as as Phil Tippett always used to talk about. I'm I'm sick of taking in other people's laundry. Uh, which is how we referred to the visual effects business. It's like you're just like taking it's it's. I it's, see, I see it's the. I get the analogy. As classy as like you know, I just you know, I'll try and get the cherry stain out, but no promises. You know, that's that's the visual effects business. Um, and I, I was sort of on that track, and I, I could have continued on that track, and you know, been who knows where right now if uh, if I continued on it. But but I I realized that I didn't want that. You know, here's here's Phil Tippett, the guy that I idolized, and he's going, yeah, it's a racket. I don't know. I'm kind of stuck with it now. You know, like, well, I don't want to be that, <laughs> so I don't want to be that guy. Never meet your idols. <laughs> exactly. Well, he feels just kind of naturally crabby, which is one of the things I like about him. But uh, you know, because I am too. But uh, but you know, he 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 didn't. There was no career path at the top of. I'm going to be the best visual effects guy in the world. You know, you're going to get Oscars, but then you just keep doing. You that. just top out and because it's actually very unusual for a visual effects guy to name the visual effects guys who've gotten to direct. There's you know a handful of them. Uh, um, the silent running guy. Um, Johnston, Joe Johnston. Um, I mean Fincher. 
Um, yeah, he was a cameraman. Kinda. He just happened to work on okay, visual effects that's a little fair bit. Enough. Trey again, Stokes. Again, <laughs> you know, not a not a lengthy list. It's actually a lot. I know a lot of visual effects supervisors who have amazing credits. Been trying to get directing projects off the ground for years, and no one will give it to them. I could have sworn Ken Ralston directed something. Not that I can think of. No, but Trumbull. 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 But Trumbull, uh, Trumbull, Trumbull kind of started out as a director who kind of had to do visual effects. He, he was he was a right. little bit of both. But anyway, like I said, it's it's not a lengthy list. Right. So no, I see your point. We're getting a few from the new crowd. I mean, Scott Stewart, I think, was a Gareth Edwards cheated. supervisor. A uh, friend of the show, Stu, is yeah, contracted, Stu at least right now. Stu Mashwitz to... to um, you know, they, they haven't started, yeah. as far as I know, they haven't started shooting or anything. And so but the point is, it's more, rare, as, opposed to, rare, as yes. opposed to, you know, directing television or directing Broadway shows. It's a paradigm that has yet to be really tapped. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it's probably going to we'll get tapped that. more and more, but we're talking about, you know, when I was alive and not now. So, so you know, that was, I, I kind of had come full circle and said, well, I, I think I want to, like, make stuff. And, and at the time... Home, you know, the DV revolution and the internet is like the ability to make things was suddenly coming back into my, you know, into possibility again. So I just started to pursue that and I started to make the little short films. And I said, I really, I really enjoy that. And I really enjoy just sort of using my visual effects background to augment that. And uh, <clears throat> as I said, it was really a matter of like spending a decade learning to like, you know, I, I, I can actually do this. I just need to stop owning this house. <laughs> because these two don't go together and uh, and so on. So, you know, if you learn to live with a smaller lifestyle and live like, you know, go back to living like I was 22, you know, I go, oh, can of tuna fish, today's a good day. Then, uh, you know. Do I have any mayo? <gasps> I wow! do! Yeah, then uh, then you can have a perfectly adequate life. I'm, I, the, in, the, in the chat room, they're, they're continuing to go on a list of, like, visual effects people who made the jump to directing, and I just enjoyed someone went, oh, shit, Skyline. <laughs> like, just like it occurred to them, yeah. which is true. Um, the the Strauss brothers. Um, yeah. But I just enjoyed the way that that popped into his head. Like, oh shit! And again, isn't it sad that the few the few that we can name often the movies are crap, right. as opposed to Phil Tippett who can't get a movie. Uh, Alien versus Predator yeah. Requiem. That, but that was the the Skyline guys as well, the Strauss brothers, I believe. I was just giving an example of one that wasn't shit, Michael. Oh, fair enough. Ooh. I haven't uh, seen it. I'm just casting aspersions um, blindly. That's not fair. But yeah, but but yeah. what uh, what Trey was saying was also important. I mean, um, what I just said about RVD two, like the the heat is off, but it's I'm not back to we're not back to zero, you know. Well, from that, no. I mean, people the five years we, later, we made a lot of let we, it die. We made a lot of <laughs> connections though um, well, yeah, from sure. that. That even though if we had been ready with something. Like right then, I think like the madness of crowds might have taken over and we might have gotten it fast tracked. That's not going to happen. But I still have a lot of access to people who are like, well, when you've got something, let me know. Well, you know, which other people do not have. Why isn't that your plan now? It is. Why why isn't it set up something that you're like, this is going to be it and then make RVD3 and wait? Um, I mean, you could fabricate that. And then in the Kickstarter generation, (laughs) you could fucking pull that off. I don't want to rely on the idea of. You're just getting their attention. That's all. Yeah. RVD3 isn't a ploy any more than it is. Hey, look. Boom. I don't know. I, I, I don't want to rely to to hinge everything on the idea of, oh, man, RVD3 is going to hit it big. Because if it doesn't. Yeah, that'll be the one that doesn't. Because that, that'll be. Exactly. That'll be the one and that doesn't. And I'll, and I'll have no plan. So um, I would rather when we get around to doing RVD3, I would rather that just be that's RVD3. We're focusing on that. People want to see it and we're going to get get around to doing it and stuff like that. But. We're not going to look at that as a launching pad. If it works, then I'm going to be like, hey, this time we're ready. But I'm, <laughs> that's, that's not the plan. But that's you're not going to put the, the cart before the horse. Yeah, that's, that's the, just the possibility. That's the sad downside of the Kickstarter revolution right now. And everyone's like, we're going to do this. and going to make a pilot. 
Great. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we need is more half-assed amateur <laughs> cheap pilots. Yeah. That, that's well, got to sell like hotcakes. That's the that's the catch twenty two of trying to do anything viral. The whole point of viral is it yeah. catches you unexpected, and so as soon as you try to make something viral with that kind of expectation as part of some master plan then of course yeah. life is going to kick you in the nuts and yeah. not play it out the way you expect it to and so it's that's just that's just the catch 22 of it if you how many times have we you know bashed on people that or studios or whoever trying to make something viral you yeah. know trying to yeah. create something viral from square one you go, it doesn't, doesn't actually work that sometimes way. sometimes it i mean so it, when well, there are companies there are companies that do that but you have to pay them huge amounts of money right yeah. You have to have studio money to afford a viral hit <laughs> that isn't legitimately viral. Like Prometheus. Prometheus, I don't, we're not talking about the movie, but just the viral campaign. That got attention. You know, that was really interesting. The thing the, with David talking? Huh? The thing with David talking and the fake TED talk and stuff like that. Oh, there was a fake TED talk? talk? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Like I said, I, I, I missed I, it. The viral I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a deleted scene because that was pretty, pretty expensive for, yeah. for something that was just a minor, a minor ad campaign. But, um, well, the, the, remember the, CG dog kid talking into the webcam that popped up around Avatar. Remember that? Yes, vaguely. Yes. I think that was a Avatar-related viral ploy. I'm pretty sure because he was talking about yeah, so, Avatar. But again, when you're talking about a $200 million movie and its viral campaign, that's not the same viral campaign. Yeah. That's not the same sure. useful no, no, word yeah, that yeah, we're yeah, talking no. about. That's right? true. It's like, again, these are, you know, a studio viral campaign is an oxymoron. You know, it's like, that's, oh, we'll throw... This out, and if it catches on, that's fine. But they're, you know, they're used also to be called astroturf. Exactly, they're also spending <laughs> still fifth, called. They're also spending a hundred million in legitimate advertising. You're talking about trying to. Right, right, right. I'm, my 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 fame. If you're setting out, my fame is going to solely be on the fact that I'm going to make a thing that's going to get millions That'd of views. Be wildfire, yeah, yeah. You know, no one can ever. You know, unless you have the backing of one of those horrifying companies that actually will make things go viral, by which they just coerce the internet into looking <laughs> clicking on it is all that means. But uh, then you can say, I got a million hits, but you're but paying you, that company $100,000. You roofied the internet. Yeah, you, had to pay a, you paid a company $100,000 to make that happen for you. That's not a legitimate viral either. Um, you know, but only a studio can and will afford to pay that kind of thing to a company like that. What's AstroTurf? AstroTurf is fake grassroots. It's oh, ah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Where you, pay, you literally pay people to go on blogs and go, you guys, I saw this awesome video. You have to check yeah. it out. That's funny. It's clever. Sod. Hmm. Yeah. Astroturfing, anyway. it's it's fake grassroots. Yeah. So so this happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess it's all about cynicism yeah. in Hollywood. Well, it's all about making your way. And yeah. It's all about uh, paying all, your dues. It's it's. Uh, I think I think if anything, the message I think sum up is like, know what you want. Know what, what do you want to do, really and why do you want, want to do it? Know what you really want, and know and understand if you want that. Understand what it takes to get there. And yeah, and you don't. I think, and understand that you're not a special snowflake. Yeah, to, yeah. I, sadly no. But I think uh, the the one other thing I want to say is uh, with regard to what you were saying about the the notion of climbing the ladder from PA all the way to the top. There's a lot of people. I, I feel like there might be a good number of people out there who think they have to. Like yeah. they're like, if I'm going to work in the movie industry, I have to work my way I have up to, to climb the ladder. I have yeah. to climb all the way to the top, or else I'm a failure. Mm. And I th I think a lot of people think. You know, everyone on the set other than the director is just a failed director or someone who hasn't made it to, to the director yet. That's always been true. And, well, I, I remember on, on some projects I was really – when I was kind of disabused of that notion, I, w I met like a, a gaffer who just loved – he was like a third-generation gaffer and just loved it. Like <laughs> that was his life. And I was true, like, actually, yeah. that is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, it's so great that he – 
knows it and he loves it and he's not you know and there are people like that out there and it's not yeah. he's not a failed director he wants to be where he's at a lot of, a lot of and DP, knowing that is a lo- important a lot of dps will make the jump to directors but a lot of them won't a yeah, lot of them yeah. are like i'm where i want to be right now yeah you know, it's like this is exactly what i want to be doing and i don't want to be doing the other things that a director would be doing yeah even more mind-boggling to me are like people who <laughs> in who are upms there are yeah. people out there that want to be unit production managers I find that nope, horrifying. Nope, 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 and, nope. And if you're a good one, yeah, you can it, make a perfectly good living and live in a, very, just as nice a house as the guy who wants to be a director. Very good living. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Braden, and have a lot less uh, competition. A lot less Braden uh, says, tourists. Brian, life has no meaning. You're not special. Give Diff your money, Fenifter. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. You okay, that's, buddy? If you take away anything from this episode, that <laughs> is the message. Anyway, <laughs> so know what you want. Know why you want it. Eat cookies. And know what you really want, because p- human beings are very good at thinking that they want one thing, but that's not what they actually want. Uh, so work really hard at making sure you're honest with yourself about what you actually want. Before anything else, get laid and see if that changed anything. <laughs> yeah. This but been don't down- marry it. This has been down not the first one. <laughs> this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Down in Front, front Show at gmail.com. Forum. Money. Tea. Shelves. Brian. Mike. Brian depressed vinegar, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Mike Scott. And, and try and watch the sunset every once in a while. That's actually so I went on a hike yesterday and it there was you exactly go. what I needed. It was great. Attaboy. With a very lovely one. I went to Comic Con. <laughs> See you next week. Come back at night. <laughs> that was a wonderful segue. <laughs> uh, what the hell? What the hell happened? Uh, yeah. Brian's fine. Don't be mean. Yeah. I'm always like this.